Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. From News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT, this is Good Morning BT with Bo Thompson and Beth Troutman. You inherited a gift to see the future. Those girls need your protection. That man is trying to kill you. If you want to live, you have to trust me. The power of your mind has infinite potential. Madam Web. All my life. So much struggle. That's a hit. All that struggle is the source of your power. News Talk 1110-993 WBT. Friday morning in the Tyboid studio with Bo and Beth. So thumbtack the Bob Marley movie for a second here, okay? Not the Bob Marley movie. I'm going to read you the first line of two tweets from Sean O'Connell, cinemablend.com. Now, uh, we have two other movies to talk about today. Uh, one is Madam Webb, and the other one is Dune Part 2. Mm. I'm going to read you two tweets here. I'm not going to tell you which movie is connected to which tweet. Oh, oh, I All love right? this. So this is one. He says, one of the worst movies ever made in any genre. That's one tweet from Sean O'Connell. And then uh, the other tweet says, it's a masterful filmmaking piece on an epic scale. So we are basically dealing with two polar opposites, according to CinemaBlend.com's Sean O'Connell today, the managing editor, who's back with us on a Friday. How you doing, man? Yay! They don't even belong in the same conversation, these two movies. One is a masterpiece, and one barely qualifies as a movie by any definition of the term. So I have a feeling I know which is which. Uh, Let's start, though, with Madam (laughs) Webb. I'm guessing that that might be the one that is not the masterpiece. Yeah, I'd give you, uh, you know, full credit for this. Uh, Beth, but it's so obvious. (laughs) (laughs) Can I can I finish the tweet here? Can I just so we know which one it is? He says uh, story makes absolutely no sense. The action is boring with barely any cape stuff. Dakota Johnson looks as bored as you feel. (laughs) So wow, that's the worst review I've ever read from you. Well, I mean, sometimes it's it's deserve it, and and it hurts me even more because I'm such as you guys know a, a rabid Spider-Man fan, and this is Sony continuing to try to build a Spider-Man universe without using Spider-Man, which is perplexing to me. And not only that, but they use characters who nobody knows. Nobody knows who Madam Web is. No one cares. And so it's like <laughs> you you make a, a movie called Morbius, The Living Vampire with Jared Leto. You're making a Craven the Hunter movie with Aaron Taylor Johnson, and then you have Madam Web, and no one cares. And if you go out of your way and you make them good, then maybe people will show up. But this is, like I said, unwatchable on any level. Like, nothing about this movie works. It's kind of staggering. Is, so, is Madam Web a character? I thought they made this up. So I, I'm, I'm one no, of no, these no. people. She's a legit character from the Spider-Man comic books. Not like a prominent character, not a a character that you would see all that often, but every once in a while, if Spider-Man needed to interact with somebody who had the ability to sort of predict the future or or look into alternate realities, this character has the ability to do that. So I Not enough to point. make a movie around, and you certainly don't cast Dakota Johnson in it, because my lord, she can't act. 
<laughs> now, now, does this movie exist in the same realm as the Spider-Man movies? So, it, maybe. Uh, it's set <gasps> in 2003. Um, and so they did that so that it didn't have to bother with connecting to the existing Venom movies um, or any of the... Uh, the upcoming Sony movies, like I mentioned, Craven the Hunter and stuff like that. Um, but what I will say is, uh, Adam Scott from from Community and I'm uh, from Parks and Rec and from Severance. Mm. Uh, he plays Ben Parker, a young Ben Parker in this movie, and we uh, don't get to meet Aunt May, but we do meet Mary Parker, who is Peter Parker's mother, and she's pregnant and she gives birth to a baby. Who, guess what, is one day going to become Peter Parker uh, in the Madam Web sequels that we will never, ever, ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So uh, that's the movie that you didn't like. Now, uh, Dune Part Two opens up on February twenty eighth. Uh, you have seen this movie. You just saw it, and uh, I read you the other uh, tweet so you can connect the dots. Uh, you like this this sequel, or the, at least this Part Two? Oh, it's incredible. I mean, it's uh, Dune One and Two now are going to stand as pillars of the science fiction community in terms of like. This is how you do an adaptation of a dense science fiction novel like Dune. The director is Denis Villeneuve. He did Arrival and Blade Runner 2049, and he's just a diehard fan of the material. So he takes his time, makes a tremendous adaptation. The casting is incredible in it. Timothy Chalamet is continuing to evolve as Paul Atreides, who's the main character. Uh, Zendaya gets more to do in this sequel by design of her character, but it's the supporting cast. It's Javier Bardem, it's Josh Brolin, it's Dave Bautista. They all are just tremendous in their performances. And then, of course, the visual effects are off the charts great. Like, I mean, it's, it, it needs to be seen on, a, on an IMAX screen. It will blow you away. If you love the first Dune, and it's available on HBO Max if you want to catch up with it, uh, this just delivers a ton more. I, I, I might have liked the first movie just a little bit more because it's a, a bit more streamlined. This new sequel bites off a lot of material that's from the book. Um, but but it's easily one of the best movies you're going to see this year. Okay, uh, we'll take the thumbtack and pull it out and go back to uh, partly where we started. Yeah, I need to know your take on this, as I would say, biopic, uh, as Bo would say, biopic, mm-hmm. about yeah. uh, Bob Marley. So Bob Marley, One Love. The promos, the previews, the trailer for this looks fantastic. I really liked it. Um, and I'll tell you why I liked it best. A lot of times these biopics, and I'm going with biopic. Yeah, because it's uh, the right way to say do it. like a, you know, a young Bob Marley all the way up until his death. And I don't find this to be as interesting. They could be kind of formulaic, and they can just touch on, oh, here's the moment when he meets so-and-so, or here's the moment he does this. This instead focuses on a very specific time in Bob Marley's life where he is trying to put together a concert that will um, transcend the politics of his Jamaican homeland um, while also creating his, his album Exodus. And just by focusing on that time period, I thought it gave us a really good window into the soul of the artist. And the guy who plays him is Kingsley Benadir. Um, who I thought does he did a tremendous job playing Bob Marley. It's one of those things where at the end of the film, you get to see actual footage of Bob Marley on stage, and you realize just how much Kingsley Benadir got you know, in terms of nailing him. Oh, wow. um, so I highly recommend it. And I went into it knowing very little about Bob Marley, so I felt like I learned a lot. And, of course, the music is great. So big recommend for me on One Love. So uh, in conclusion, you liked the Bob Marley biopic and you had a rather myopic view of Madam <laughs> Webb. 
Well done. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. I like wordplay. That's yeah. very clever on a Friday. <laughs> All right. Speaking of wordplay, the uh, he's the managing editor of CinemaBlend.com. You can read all his work there and follow him, uh, Sean underscore O'Connell on X. Always good to talk to you, my friend. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure, guys. Have a great weekend. There he is, Sean O'Connell. We're